Hi, I'm Simon Drew, and you're listening to the Practical Stoic Podcast. If you'd like to find more episodes of the show, as well as articles and information about my one-on-one alignment coaching, then you can head to my website. It's simonjedrew.com. If you do have the means to support the show, then I'd love to see you in my Patreon community. Just go to patreon.com forward slash simonjedrew, where you'll also get access to over 240 episodes recorded before 2020. But for now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for spending your time here listening to the Practical Stoic Podcast. Now, on today's episode, we have none other than a repeat guest on the show, Ashley McColl, all the way from the most isolated city in the world, sorry, capital city in the world, uh, Perth. So, uh, just so you know, if you haven't listened to uh, the previous episode that we did with Ashley, Ashley McColl is a dedicated practitioner of Stoicism from Perth, Australia. Uh, He currently runs various meetup groups and facilities facilitates uh, personal change in his students through fact-based habit change. And as you'll hear soon on the podcast, Ashley is now running the Practical Stoic Mastermind on Facebook. So plenty of changes uh, coming into the new year with the Practical Stoic podcast and everything that I'm doing. I'm really excited to uh, do an episode very soon before the end of this year uh, for all of you just giving you updates on uh, what I'm planning for 2021. I'm pretty excited. Um, And uh, in this episode, we're going to be discussing uh, the ins and outs of how to set and successfully achieve uh, to the best of your abilities at your New Year's resolutions. And seriously, we had such a great conversation. Ashley is such a great guy and, you know, we just really vibe uh, really well um, when we start talking about personal development and, and making, you know, lasting, meaningful changes. Uh, so I know you guys are going to get so much out of this episode if you're looking to set some uh, some meaningful goals for the new year. And listen, we could all do with a better 2021 than uh, than 2020. So, uh, so really looking forward to you guys hearing this conversation. And uh, as I said, look forward to that episode coming up with uh, updates for what's happening on the show very soon. Enjoy. Okay, so all the way from Perth, the most, uh, what is it? The the farthest capital most city. Isolated, <laughs> most isolated capital city in the world. That's it. So, so he's sitting over there. You might hear a chicken some point, but, uh, but Ash, man, it's so, it's so good to have you on the show again. Um, and, uh, and okay. So let me first start by, by saying one thing. So, um, to everybody who's listening, uh, you obviously know that I have this Facebook group, um, and it's called the Practical Stoic Mastermind. Oh yes. Ash is chucking on the Christmas hat. This is beautiful. (laughs) So uh, you've obviously heard me talking about the Practical Stoic Mastermind. Um, If you've been paying attention to my social media this year, you may have noticed like a serial killer, I've just been going through and knocking them off one at a time. And all of a sudden you might not see me there. So I had Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and all these places. And and now I've actually uh, knocked all of them off down to Facebook and my Facebook group. The reason why I'm doing that is uh, I, I've just found this year that 
personally for me, I would prefer to focus all of my efforts on, uh, on the podcast, on my Patreon group, um, and on my website, uh, where I, where I really find that my passionate effort is going into, and I don't want to do anything half-heartedly. And so far I've just been doing that with my social media. So Ashley, I know he's going to crush it and he's going to be the new, uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, administrator of this group. So Ash, tell us what you've got planned for, for the Facebook group. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks to everyone. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to go on, join the group and uh, we'll, we'll see you there. So it's, it's a wonderful resource. There's nearly 8,000 members and it, it's growing every day. Um, so, you know, we've got this page and it's not really being utilized. Uh, it's a fantastic opportunity there to connect with, with Stoics from all the way around the world. And uh, as Simon's busy working on all his projects and things like that, I'll be stepping in to try and create some engagement and interaction in this group. There's a lot of different Facebook pages out there already to, to do with Stoicism. So, and this is the practical Stoic masterminds. So I'm going to be putting an emphasis on the practical aspects of Stoicism. That, that's what this group's for. That's, this is what the podcast is all about. So let's get on this Facebook page, start engaging, introduce yourself, interact, reach out, all your questions there, right? Because, you know, as a community, we've got all this collective intelligence or collective wisdom and experience that we can all be tapping into together, right? Instead of having to reinvent the, the wheel every single time. And uh, this is what the Facebook page is for. So yeah, get, get on there. Um, you know, tell us about your experience about, about what's going on and, and um, how, you know, how you're going with your practice. Are you sticking with it? All, all these sort of little bits, right? Because I've, I've been doing it for years, practicing stoicism on my own all by myself. It's a weird thing and you don't often kind of meet people that are into that sort of thing. And uh, I can say that there's, there's mistakes that I've made or there's things that I didn't quite really fully get that if I had have been out there meeting other people and having those kinds of conversations with it, it sort of would have just saved saved me years of mistakes so yeah i definitely love to to just uh you know meet meet, meet many more people yeah um, and we're going to be using facebook as a means to do that and man, I'm, I'm so grateful that, you, you know, I've, I've actually been thinking, I told you this when I handed it over to you for the past, you know, probably four or five months, I've been thinking, I should just hand this over to Ashley. I should hand it, <laughs> you know, you were the first person I thought wow. of whenever I was thinking, uh, I, I want to hand this off to somebody who's actually going to uh, uh, utilize it for the purpose of, 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 uh, you know, collective teaching and understanding and getting everybody engaged and, and learning about this great philosophy. And um, although mm. I'm disappointed that I didn't uh, put in the effort necessary to make it as lively a community as, as possible. I mean, some of the last posts that I deleted in there were from some fruit salesman in Guatemala or something like that. Yes. I felt yeah. so bad. I felt so bad. I was like, man, I just don't go on here and I don't spend the time necessary. Yeah, and- come and visit anytime. And I'm sure there'll be <laughs> That's many, so- many followers and supporters glad to see you. Yeah, of course. But, but, I mean, also, you know, I'm just like, so excited because you're also about the practical side of things as well. And yeah. you, you really want to help people to, to understand this philosophy and how it mm. can help them in their life. So, um, yeah, thank you for taking it over. Definitely. So, yeah, you're welcome. And also for any listeners, like, I mean, as you yourself were saying, right, like there's definitely some 
benefits to getting off social media we should really be considering especially if you want the stoic life so i understand there may be some listeners out there who are not on facebook or not on social media whatsoever and um connect connection and community is just really really important i I think having good influences to be around having people you can bounce those conversations up off that are going to support each other so uh, if you haven't got a local meetup group in your area, then consider joining, uh, creating your own. Uh, it, it's, it's def- I've definitely learned so much from that, from the Perth Practicing Stoics, that you learn so much more by teaching. Mm. Um, so, yeah, def- definitely consider that. And uh, th- there's many other groups. Out, there's groups out there as well for you can find meetup support groups if you're not sure on how to create your own group. So, yeah, definitely something else to consider. Yeah, man. And Absolutely. We're, we're living in the age of the crisis and connectivity and meaning. So face to face, nothing trumps face to face interaction. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, as great as Zoom is. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> I think uh, I think Zoom actually got Apple's uh, app of the year. I saw that, um, wow. and and I think that they said under it, uh, it was because this is where. Uh, we spent 2020 and that's so true, right? Like <laughs> zoom just zoom was insane this year. It's like, uh, if, if yeah. you ever wanted to pick the right stocks to buy, it's like whatever company zoom is <laughs> on the stock market, that would have been your guy. But um, anyway, I digress. Totally. We ramble on. Um, so yeah, actually- we're not, we're not paid by zoom by the way, just, <laughs> just for your know, disclaimer there. Oh, definitely not. Um, but one of the reasons why, uh, why I wanted to get you on today, we kind of discussed this idea of having a conversation around uh, New Year's resolutions because this is such a great time of year where yep. we kind of get to transform ourselves. You know, every year we have this opportunity Absolutely. to think about the ways that we want to have a metamorphosis in our lives and, and you know, become a, a, a more fully formed or, or, you know, more capable human being, right? And so we set these New Year's resolutions and, um, uh, so, so what are some of the big, cause I know that you've been researching this lately and you're doing a couple of workshops coming up. What are some yep. of the biggest mistakes that people make, uh, you know, when they get into that habit of, you know, 21st of January, they've already given up on all of their goals and, you know, it's just not happening for them. What are the mistakes that they make first? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think a big mistake that we have collectively as a culture is that we don't value rituals anymore. Um, that there's a psychological spiritual uh, need that rituals fulfill in us and we've just kind of abandoned it right Um, you know for many reasons like capitalist consumer world holidays are expensive I mean so I think that that's the first thing is is a create creating rituals and having that that function of ceremony is something that uh, I mean my experience has been this it's definitely been really useful and because you know some of the some of the things I've been asking people, are you creating a New Year's resolution? And you know, people say, well, what 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 difference does it make? It's just, you know, first of January is just, it's just another day of the year. You can make change at any point in your life. So why wait until the first of January? Which of course is is a really good point. You can make change at, at any any point in your life. You know, like why why wait and put it off? But uh, I mean, the, the first of January, it's, it's different because uh, it's it's at it's at the end of the year, so it's a natural kind of um, inflection point, right? You, it it encourages, especially you've just had Christmas, and then you're going to be thinking about things, starting a new year, starting fresh. 
it's, it's creates this, this new opportunity that, you know, uh, let's say June the 23rd or May the 6th or whatever, you know, like um, after that big Christmas lead up. And then because because part, part of ritual is that you're doing it with other people, right? You can, yeah, if you want to change on September the 2nd or on uh, April the 14th, whatever, right? Arbitrary dates and then you're just going at it alone. But when when everyone is making that New Year's pledge together, that's going to give it a much more stronger impact and, and power that, uh, the, you know, the people around you are, are going to, going to help get you through uh in fact like you know because the the new year right this calendar in a way it is kind of arbitrary right like like chinese new year is what between the 20th of january and the 20th of february depending on the moon you know there's all kinds of different calendars i think i I don't really know about this stuff but the january is actually named after janus the roman god of new beginnings Mm. So that is interesting to think about anyway. Yeah, really interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, I want to encourage people as well as to be constantly trying to, uh, you know, make better choices all throughout the year. Now is a really great time, especially, I mean, the year 2020, what a batshit crazy year it's been. So, and, you know, things are starting, to, I mean, at least here in Australia, things are starting to settle down a bit. They've just opened up the interstate borders and so we can start thinking about like if things are going to be going back to normal well what is you know it's so it's just a really great inflection point um so yeah i think i think that that's the first thing is yeah is ritual i just want to i just want to jump in there because like man what you're saying is is so important like um you know there definitely is a a I think that we need to have a concern about the, the lack of rituals that we're, we're starting to kind of accept in our Definitely. society. Like it's so important, even if you don't follow every single little thing that is supposed to be a part of that ritual, just engaging with your community uh, and the people in your life and your family in these, these, these moments that are supposed to give us something of value. Um, you, yeah. you know, I, I even mentioned in my last podcast episode talking about, how, uh, you know, Christmas, you know, whether or not you think about Jesus Christ on Christmas, what it is, is it's, it's an opportunity for you to sit there and meditate on the sage, you know, what's your ideal human being mm. that could be born into your own mind, you know, um, at this time of year and think about how you can then prepare yourself to take on a few of those, uh, those, those new habits and, and functions in your own life as you move into the new year and have this, this transformation. But, you know, and I think that people kind of get, get a little bit freaked out at the term ritual because it sounds very religious. And if you're not a very Uh, religious person, you know, yeah, you you might not necessarily want to associate yourself with something that sounds like, you know, like you're going to sacrifice a lamb, you know, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but, but, but when we say ritual, it's like, it's just a moment in your life where you take aside some time to get involved in something that is, is important for your soul or your mind or your heart, or, you know, to, to engage in some sort of practice that your ancestors uh, before you have engaged in um, and to be able to tap into that kind of ancient wisdom and memory of that, of that moment that is supposed to, you know, transform you in some sort of way, you know? Um, And that's how I look at myself. I suspect 
that it's an it's a need or a function that humans have and if we don't formalize it it just happens kind of uh unconsciously like without our awareness you know so now uh going to the mall is like the new ritual or something yeah. like that right like like a lot of a lot of people talk about like sports rituals is kind of the thing that that fills that void and yeah, I mean, even, so, even if, if your ritual is, hey, every single day I get up at 7am and I go for a walk, that's a ritual, you know, that's something that you're going to practice. And you know that when you practice it, you're going to get a certain result out of that. And, and it's going to be beneficial for you in your life. You know, we, we all have these rituals in our life that the, the key might be to, to look at some of these rituals that we could engage in that, uh, that maybe have been handed down to us that maybe it's, it's, it's not the right way to live to, to kind of just push them aside. The way that I kind of look at it at least is, I mean, if, if we've been practicing say new year's celebrations or, you know, in America, Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is that your, your, your tradition that you grew up with is if we've been practicing that for hundreds, thousands of years, don't you think that there's something that the people who have practiced it before you would have got out of that ritual that would be extremely, you know, motivating or helpful in their lives? Like, isn't it completely ignorant to just think, oh, I can just throw that away. It's all good. Like there's, there's, there's value in it. If, if only you get that value from knowing that it's a tried and yeah. method of, of, or we could just go to the pub and get pissed every day. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mean, there's, there's well, so many different the Aussie ways. ritual, but we're speaking met. to a lot of Americans right now. So. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so hopefully we've convinced some of the listeners to, to consider investing some time and energy into exploring rituals and what they have to offer and, and all that sort of thing. But let's get back on track. So specifically New Year's Eve. Oh, yes. Right? Speaking of rituals, yes. So the 2nd of January, smashing the gym on the 2nd of January, right? I've got some statistics here and um, take this all with a grain of salt because um, these statistics change from year to year and from country to country. Um, but this is from Squarespace. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they've tracked digital data of, of sales. So uh, in the month of January, Gym members, new gym memberships increase by sixty nine percent compared to the usual sales of new gym mm-hmm. memberships. Sales of cigarettes and alcohol declined by forty five percent. Wow! And a decrease of thirteen percent for fast food. Heck right? yeah! That's pretty. That's pretty great, right? And then by March. It's uh, it bounces. It's basically back to business as usual, right? So mm-hmm. March total gym memberships decrease seventeen point six percent, and then it decreases again in April another ten percent, and it'll pretty much balance out for the year. So it's crazy. Like twelve um, percent of of all gym memberships happen in January alone, and um, total visits is up by about four percent or six percent, mm-hmm. um, depending on w- which statistics you look at. So this is really weird, right? And Squarespace, this is what I love. Squarespace, each year, they predict what they call fall off the wagon day. <laughs> yep. it, it usually happens, it's 
about six weeks or 40 days, right? So this is when the decline in gym memberships and gym visits um, coincides with an increase in sales of fast food. And I reckon that's the point when, because 92% of New Year's resolutions fail, right? Mm. It's, it's got to be uh, at least, you know, it, I mean, how willing are people to admit that they fail? But that's absolutely crazy. 92% of people making a commitment don't follow through with their commitment Mm. And most of that is within six weeks, right? But by March, absolutely crazy because health goals represent about 55% of New Year's resolutions. So, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty re- reasonable reflection of, across the board. Yeah. Um, and it's a good place so to focus I, on because most of us can probably recognize that there's one or two areas of our health that we might like to improve, you know, in yeah. some way or another. And, and it's, it's a good place to start in, on your journey of, of personal development well as well, because it's completely. something that's completely measurable uh, well, yeah. most of the time. Right. And, and you can tell how you feel, um, you know, whereas say if you're practicing like an introspective philosophical routine where you're trying to, you know, <laughs> learn philosophy and, and, and change your mindset, it might not be. What do you, what do you mean? Clear. If Simon, what do you, mean, <laughs> if? you know what I mean? I'm talking to the people out there who, who might be yeah. you know, thinking about their goals. And I, I, so what, what are some of the things that you would encourage people to do to make sure that they don't fall into that category of uh, the people who are going to, you know, be on that coinciding date where they start eating more fast food and going to the gym? Yeah, more? totally. Yeah. So a lot of this is just because, right. I mean, what happens every year, right? Everyone's got the willpower, they've got the motivation and they want to do it. I really believe that, that people want, people want to live their best lives. People want to be happy. People want to do what they know is best for them. And yet we still have this crazy statistic of 92% failing. So, you know, what, what's going on here? Is, is it because people are, are lazy? People are failures? You know, people are weak and pathetic and you're a loser and all those things that your mind is going to tell you once you, once you, you know, hit, hit that point. And so, this, so you really got to think about like the, your, the mentality behind it, right? And try and avoid that Spain, uh, shame spiral. Mm. Uh, cause you know, th- that's why people give up and they don't keep going, right? They don't, you, you, you don't want to face those feelings of inadequacy. So you just drop your goal. That's easier than just getting back on the wagon and pushing through all that internal resistance. But anyway, I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is that is actually setting good goals. Mm. The, the importance of setting, setting a good goal, right? A, a, a goal, not, not just an intention, but actually making a detailed plan of, I mean, just even as simple as just time and place, right? Just planning. Instead of saying, I'm going to lose weight. If you say at Monday morning, 9am, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9am, I will go to the gym for 45 minutes, right? And, And then which gym will it be? And just having, making it specific in your mind, Make, makes a makes a huge difference because you've got something concrete then it's not just this vague intention this this vague kind of idea of oh yeah i'll go to the gym it, it's okay yeah you, you your brain you, you've already started getting it to sink into your brain so that then when nine o'clock comes you've already got it in your brain that oh this is gym time now and, yeah and 
so having a, having a plan is is important not just time and place but also anticipating the difficulty of of what are you going to do the more specific it is so the less because then you're taking away all that effort of of planning in advance you're taking away all that effort that you would have to make to actually go through with it right yeah. so, so it the more and the more details the better right when you get there and you go oh, oh what am i what am i going to wear oh, oh, oh where's where's my water bottle uh you know um should i catch the bus or should i should i drive or all of these things are just going to add weight into your mind that are going to create these are all obstacles right so just plan it all out plan everything mm. out put put your gym towel and your water bottle i mean I'm, let's just stick with the example of the gym for now right or yeah. or eating you know um and then it's there the night before so you wake up in the morning ah it's right there good we're, we're good to go and but you know if if you're sitting there on the couch with your netflix yeah this is relaxing and then you're going oh i did say i'd go to the gym today or, or maybe after the next episode right you, you can see how that's kind of setting yourself mm. up for, for a recipe to procrastinate yeah um so and also having good having so having really good goals, right? That are not too realistic goals. Something that's not too ambitious is, is important. Um, if like it, it's not like a wish list of things you'd like to do. It, it's, you've got to be brutally honest. You've got to have that self-awareness of like, yeah. okay, if I've spent 20 years coming home and sitting on the couch, eating a bag of chips after day, Am I, am I going to be able to just, you know, bam, all right, SAS commando, fitness regime. It's like, no, be realistic, right? That's, that's going to take a while to build this habit. And you've got to plan for long, the long term, how you're going to implement this, this new habit. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It might take you, because what we're really going for is long term, right? It's not just this kind of phase or this kind of boat boost of motivation and willpower. We want something that's going to be long-term transformation, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, like even just going to the gym, even just walk, even if you just walk to the gym, don't go in and then come home and do that for a month and then plan next month. I'm going to go in the front door, you know, cause some people don't like the gym, right? Some people, it yeah. takes work just to get used to the idea of, of going to the gym yeah. and pl- so plan it out, plan it out over the year, right? If, if your have if your intention is to create a habit of going to the gym, what's going to get you to go to the gym, right? What's going to make you feel good about going to the gym? And you know, you've got, you've got 12 months of the year. You, you can plan it out, but just being like day one, smash it out, smash it out, smash it out. You just, you'll burn yourself out and, and you won't, you won't be able to stick with it. So yeah um that, that that that's really important getting very very reasonable very clear habits not too ambitious starting small and then being able to exp- you've you've got the rest of your life right you've got the rest yeah. of your life so let's just get it just get this small little micro habit to stick and it might take 12 months but that's okay and then next year you can build upon that and next year next year next year and it's a snowball effect yeah right? People don't realize how, how big a change can become if you're willing to do a very, very small thing over time. You know, like that's, 
That's absolutely massive. And it sounds, you know, a lot of this advice that you're giving, it's so good because what it's getting people to do is to declutter their mind and make things as simple as possible to achieve. It's like, you know, if, if your clothes are ready, your water bottles there, you know how you're getting to the gym and you know what you're doing when you get to the gym, you don't have to make a decision. It's just like, Oh, cool. Okay. All I have to do is put on my clothes and get in the car. And like, like you, you need to, yeah. Like you use the word heavy, you know, you, you don't want your mind to be heavy with all of these big decisions to do. Um, and if I could add a couple yeah. of things, just because this, this totally. metaphor of the gym and, and like I've, I've been in that world before, you know, and um, a few things to add to what you're saying, you know, I've definitely noticed when I, when I would watch people come and join the gym and, you know, I would see the people who were there routinely every single day. And then I'd see the people who would come one or twice and once or twice and then, you know, drop off. I noticed yep. that there were basically two problems that people would have either they they didn't back themselves enough when they got into it or they backed themselves way, way too much. Right. And I'll give you an example. So, you know, one guy came in one day and he, he, uh, he said, listen, I'm thinking about joining the gym. I was thinking about maybe getting a one month membership. Cause I'm really not sure if I'll, you know, he wasn't backing himself enough. He didn't believe that he would actually keep going to the gym. And I said, listen, hmm if you just want to get a one month membership just to see how it goes, I think you shouldn't join because you're not ready. Like, and I, I and you know, my job is to sell the membership. That was a terrible thing for me to say, but it was the best thing because <laughs> yeah. he ended up buying a one year membership because I said, listen, man, I don't want you to join the gym. If what you're going to do is come into this thinking, uh, I'll see how I go. You have to be a little bit more than that. You have to be a little bit more confident in your abilities than that. But the opposite side of the spectrum is you'd see people come in and be like, I'm excited, sign me up. I'm going to be here, you know, six hours a week. And I said, listen, don't Tell me do your that. protein smoothie powder as well. <laughs> exactly. Know, like- I just said, I said, don't do that. You know, what you want to do is if you come in here, like you said, if you come in here and all you do is talk to me at the desk for five minutes, two times a week, I'm going to be so happy with that effort from you. And I'm going to encourage you to, Hey, next week, why don't you jump on the treadmill for five minutes? You know, I want you to have a realistic expectation and, and it really helps. It really helps to actually understand how pathetic and idiotic you you are. <laughs> you know, it, really, it really helps to understand that, okay, I'm actually, I might be a lot weaker than what I actually think I can achieve. So, so why don't I set some realistic goals that I know for a fact that I can achieve? And when you do that, like, man, it makes things, like you're going to get those long-term results because you're actually doing things that you know you can do as opposed to saying, I'm going to climb Mount Everest in, you know, six days. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. So I think that for me, those were the two things that I saw. And I know that the people who kept it up and really saw great results were the people who didn't undervalue their own efforts and they also didn't overvalue. They just knew that all I have to do is show up and do something and then I can be happy with myself. And that worked for people, man. So I'll, I'll yeah. let you jump back in. Yeah. I mean, like not everybody is ready for change. Right. And that's, that's totally okay. If, if you're not like, that's totally okay. Right. You, mm. if, if you're not ready to start going to the gym every day, you know, we're not, we're not putting shame onto anyone that you have to be doing this right now. And, and I mean, cause it's possible the gym's not for you, right? You might prefer hiking. You might prefer mm, yeah. go to the beach and bring your kayaks and, you know, or you might prefer 
there's there's infinite ways mm. that you can get movement into your body. It doesn't have to be. The there's gym. a great saying: the best exercise that you can do is the exercise that you love to do because you're going to do it more often, right? If yeah, you don't like totally. the gym environment, don't go there. But if you love kayaking, man, go get a kayak. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're going to spend that money's going to be so much better spent on a kayak than it will be on the gym because you'll actually get out there on the water and have a fun time while you're doing it. So, yeah, fully agree with what you're saying so- there. So what matters is, is being really, really honest with yourself. Mm. Uh, um, but, but actually, you know, because when we're talking about taking a long time, this is sort of one of the counterintuitive things about building a new habit is that if you stop, if you're doing something good that's, you know, like say you're going for a workout or I do this with my cleaning, right? I'll... Just right when you're in the zone, when you're really in flow, when you're really, when you're really about to smash it out, stop halfway through and then go and do something else and then you'll be itching to get back. That whole time you'll be craving to be like, oh, man, I was having such a good – because if, if, if you absolutely burn yourself out at the gym and you're like, oh, and I'm aching, you know, like that – you end on a negative note, but if you're really, you're really feeling it and then you're like, I'm going to go home. And then the next day you're like, Oh, I've got to get back to the gym. I've got to get back to the gym so I can finish smashing that workout. Oh, and then the craving develops and then that'll get that long-term habit to stick. So, you know, there's lots of counterintuitive things like that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we're saying be, be, be really honest with what you want. This is another common mistake people make in their goals is, is um, you've got to have your heart all in it, right? And so a lot mm-hmm. of people pick goals that aren't really meaningful to them. You know, it's just, oh, well, everyone from the office said they're going to try and lose some weight. So, oh, you know, I can I drop five kilos maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, yeah you've got to really, really be in it, right? And so... When the goals, it's just like with the ritual, you're making these things hold a greater weight by putting some, some power to them. Yeah. So the, the approach that, that I use is roles, goals, and values, right? So this is all getting clear on, on making a specific concrete goal. It's not just I want to lose weight, right? That's an abstract thing. What, what does that actually mean? Because you can lose five kilos or 10 kilos, but will that actually make you any happier? In what way does that change your life? It's vague. It's, you know, but when you get really clear, right. And the way I use is roles, goals, and values. So instead of it being, Oh, should I have a great time sitting on the couch, eating my bag of chips and watching Netflix. Right. And remember it's, it's okay to do that. Um, um, We're not shaming anybody here, but if that generally brings value to your life, absolutely go for it. But for a lot of people, I think there's too much of that. And so this vague idea, lose five kilos. What if, what if we link that to your roles, goals, and values to give that, that extra weight of, of meaning and, and power. So if we say, so it could be, um, you know, your, you've, what you value is family, right? You have a role as a father or something like, or a mother or a parent grant doesn't matter, whatever. And so your goal is, I want to be the best role model for my child as possible, mm. right? You see how much impact that, and then when you can connect, if I am fit and active, then I've got more energy to give 
right? Yeah. So I should go to the gym three times a week or whatever realistic specific goal that you set for yourself. And then when you're sitting there on the couch being like, oh, I can't really be bothered. Five kilos, what difference does it make? Then you're thinking, okay, I'm making a choice here between the thing that it's most important to me, which is loving commitment to being the best family member that I can, being the best parent. I'm making a choice between, between my children having the best future because they have a good role model to look up to or me just enjoying some short-term impulsive pleasure, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, sorry, impulsive pleasure, but uh, ooh, I, think, uh, I think what matters to me is more powerful than, than yeah. this, right? And, and so, you know, you can break this down for anything into your roles, goals, and values, right? Like you might, uh, uh, let's say your New Year's goal was, I'm going to read the complete works of Seneca, right? Mm. And you're like, oh, man, there's a lot of work in that. Oh, I'll just leave it till tomorrow. But if you say, okay, my role is, is I'm a student. What do students do? Students study, right? Because, because what do I value? I value wisdom. Mm. That's got so much weight to it than just, uh, oh, I should do some reading. It, it's, it, it's fulfilling your values, right? So yeah. get clear on that. Super honest. What do you want? And then make a plan, break it down into those things. Yeah. And don't, and as we're saying before, don't get concise goals. Don't make it a wish list of 10 things you'd like to do. Just pick one or a few very simple, easy things that you can really, really focus on. Mm. Um, you know, that, that, that'll like, that's all such useful stuff because what it's helping people to do is it's helping people to get a, a really clear image in their mind of exactly what it is that they're wanting to achieve. And, and, you know, most people, you know, if you ask them what they're looking to move towards in their life, what's their ideal, what are they aiming at? You know, the image yep. that they could bring up in their mind is kind of like a muddled, pixelated, swampy mess. You know, it's like there's, there's nothing really that you want to move towards, but every yeah. detail that you add to your goals, every, every um, question that you try to ask in order to, to, to make it more clear to you is going to add extra pixels to that image until you have this perfect image of what you're looking to move towards. And something I want to mention as well is, you know, when people are having those moments, uh, when you're having those moments, when you're sitting there on the couch with your bag of chips and you're thinking, Oh, should I go to the gym or should I continue to eat these? Even yeah. if, even if only two times out of 10, you actually pick the gym over the chips, you've got to be able to take those successes and nurture them. You've got to be able oh, to yeah. say, you know what? Like, I know I might be a little bit pathetic at the moment, but maybe next week I can do three times out of 10. And then maybe if a month from now I can do four times out of the 10. And that kind of, that kind of slow and, 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 you know, it can be a tedious movement forward actually is going to make you so much uh, more fulfilled in the future and your goals are going to be so much uh, clearer to you and you'll achieve them more often. And I think that Epictetus, you know, come back to Stoicism, Epictetus yeah. laid this out for us. He said that the, the principles of, uh, that you need for personal change are self-scrutiny and self-kindness. And that's it. That's all you need. You need a little Absolutely. bit of that scrutiny, right? What are the issues that I have? Where are my problems? Where are my erroneous zones that I need to fix? But also I understand that I'm actually, it's really hard to make 
really intense, meaningful change. And I'm not up to the stage where I can just jump in and crush it at the moment. So <laughs> kindness, be kind to yourself. That's half the job that I have as a coach with people is just convincing them to be kind to themselves, you know, and not to beat themselves up so often. Um, yeah, man, this is all such good stuff that people can take away. Yeah, Self-compassion. Underrated, Self- right? Un- underrated. Uh, it, it, I mean, so science confirms self-compassion, right? There's um, mm. uh, one of my favorite books, Kelly McGonigal in the willpower instinct has a section in a chapter about this where they say, um, cause what, if you don't have self-compassion, you get on the shame spiral, yeah. right? If, if you put yourself down and go, Oh, I'm pathetic. I'm a loser, right? You're going to feel some emotional weight of, um, whatever it is, self-hate, sadness, loneliness, the lack of loss of hope, all these different things, and they make you feel terrible. So what do you do? You try and make yourself feel better. And how do you make yourself feel better? You indulge in those impulsive, pleasurable habits that aren't good for you long-term, right? Like eating chips on the couch or scrolling Facebook. And so there's there's some science on this that says, you know, they, they did an experiment where they got people into a lab and they had a bowl of M&Ms or no, it was a, it was a bowl of all different kinds of lollies. And they said, uh, we want you to eat lollies and examine, you know, tell us uh, what your favorite flavors are and why, or some, something like that. Mm. And then they gave people different messages. Um, uh, you know, one, one that said, um, you know, don't be hard on yourself. This is for science. It's really important. And we thank you very much for helping us. Um, everybody indulges from time to time and don't worry about it. And then the other people didn't get any message and they'd, they'd weigh how much, how much chocolate and whatever it was actually ate. And the people that had that self compassion message, they, they see it, they, they, they eat less chocolate than, and yeah. And cause that's mm-hmm. what happens. You, you eat that, you get to the bottom of the bag of chips and then you go, Oh, I, I still feel like crap. I feel worse actually. Cause now I've failed to go to the gym and I've eaten a bag of chips and I put myself back and now I just have to forget about these horrible feelings. So yeah, self it's counter, it's a counterintuitive thing because people think, Oh, but then I'm letting myself off the hook, no accountability. And I mean, it's like lose the battle, win the war sometimes, Mm. you know what I mean? So self-compassion is really important. And it's, it's, it's about more than that. It's, it, you know, it's, it's like, what would you say to your friend, right? If you're, if a friend or a loved one was in the same situation. So why do you treat yourself any, any differently? How, why do you treat yeah. other people any differently to yourself? And it's, yeah. you know, so just, just create that habit of, of self-compassion. Yeah. Um, it, it can take time. It, it might be something that you need to see a psychotherapist for, right? Like some mm. people you, you've had it programmed into, you, you know, but if helps out there, so, so go and get it. And, and, uh, and all, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of funny, but you know, it, it, it all sounds so ridiculous, but you know, when you go, Oh, you idiot, you should be more compassionate to yourself. <laughs> You're not being self-compassionate, you idiot. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's so bizarre, isn't it? I yeah. mean, how, how, like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why? Right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but anyway, so yeah, accountability as well. Um, not just accountability to yourself. There's, there's different ways of doing that, like setting artificial deadlines and um, writing out your plan and reviewing it 
quite regularly, but accountability with other people is huge, right? And so this is why, like, if, if we go back to the example of, you know, you identify as a father or as a mother, you value family and your goal is to be a good role model, right? That's accountability, right? Because you're probably going to see your family on a, on a regular basis, right? So, yeah, accountability is huge. Uh, there's many different ways, you know, you can hire a coach, someone like Simon, for example, hey. how convenient. We've, we've got one right here. You, you can join a group, uh, you know, you can post on social media, like you know, or do video blogs. There's, there's so many different ways you can get accountability. Even, mm. yeah, just by like joining, joining group fitness classes, you know, and then you get to get to know your instructor and then, then they'll say, Oh, we, we didn't see you last week. You know, is everything, you know what I mean? So it, it really does it make, make a huge difference mm. and finding like-minded people, people that are going to influence you uh, by sharing those values with you, encouraging you, you are the average of your five closest friends, all that stuff. You, you would have heard this before, uh, but it's, it's more than that. It's, you know, it's mirror neurons. You unconsciously pick, pick up with on, on, on just even people's mannerisms, people's behaviors, the, the choices of language people use and their tone, it, it all affects you on, on, on this um, unconscious kind of a level. And so who, who you spend your time around, because this, this is all part of being brutally honest. If you really are committed to this goal, you've got to be brutally honest and say, uh, you know, Epictetus has that chapter on association with others. And he says, is, is it more pleasing to yourself uh, uh, to, you know, you can either be a drunken fool and win the approval of these others, or you can win the approval of yourself. And which mm. is more important because sometimes, you, you know, you might have to, you, you might have to cut people out or you might have to spend less time with them or kind of put people in a over here because this is me now. So great. We'll catch up every now and then at the pub, but yeah. um, this is really what I want to focus on. And then you've got to find, you know, get outside your comfort zone and maybe you might need to meet some, some different people. And, and are you prepared to do that? And, you know, so be, be brutally honest. And if you're not, let's take small steps to get you towards that. How can we make this easier for you? It's okay if you're not, you know, we'll, or, or accept that you're going to miss out on that. And maybe let's make that goal just a little bit smaller to suit. So anyway, um, and Another thing I was going to say, um, so, I mean, I, for myself, I've found learning about the mechanics of habits and the science of willpower, like couldn't, couldn't recommend it more to actually understand how, how, how does your brain work, right? Why, cause mm. why are we behaving in these ways? So there's many great books out, out there about that, about habits and willpower. And probably the last thing I'll say is, um, we mentioned we tapped into this a little bit before about really wanting it, right? Having your heart all in it. So it becomes this thing where it's like, it's a burning desire. It's like something alive within you. This, this goal that you have, you want it so bad that it becomes a part of you, right? Mm. Really wanting it so bad. I mean, and, and if you're not there yet, like get there towards it, right? It, it, it takes a while to cultivate it, right? Once you've had those wins, some, sometimes it takes a while, but, but that should be the goal is to want it so bad because you're going to burn out on willpower and motivation if you are forcing yourself to do it. If you have to force yourself to, to get up and, and go to the gym, 
it's not going to be sustainable. This is sort of what, yeah. what, one of the conceptions about um, uh, people with, with uh, you know, good, good habits is that, well, they must have good willpower when actually it's, it's the opposite because it's, it's habit, it's habituated. You're not thinking about it. You're not putting an energy into it. You just wake up and you just do it, right? Mm. You've made a pre-commitment. You just do it. You don't even think about it. It's like the same thing because there's, there's a misconception that um, obese or overweight people have low willpower, right? That, that they're lazy or something like that. But actually, they burn up all their energy because, like, willpower is a resource of the body, right? And they they burn it all. a lot of the times. They burn up all their willpower working hard, right? Like they've got mm. responsibilities, they've got a busy job, and so then all their energy and effort and focus and attention goes into that. And so then, you know, it's just convenient to go to the drive-through at McDonald's because I just my brain is just bent for the day. I've got nothing yeah. left, right? It, it's a misconception and it's just, it's just habits, right? So change, change your environment as well to match your goal so that we can move away from using willpower to, to it just being habit automatic, something that you don't even have to think about. Mm. Um, yeah, can choice, I just jump in there with that changing your environment as well? I think that's so important is, um, you know, if you're setting all these, all these goals for, uh, you know, 2021, but your room is really messy, you know, or your house is really messy. Oh man, there's such wisdom in that advice of just clean your room, you know, cl- make, make sure that your environment is how you want it to be. This I've is spent... where we're going to lose half the audience by bringing up <laughs> Pete, Jordan Peterson. Well, that's, that's obviously, you know, but this is timeless <laughs> wisdom that everybody would say, you know, like it, it happened a few, you know, a few years ago with that army admiral saying that you should make your bed, you know, that's the key to success. And it's the yeah. same advice. It's, Hey, start with your environment and the simplest thing you could possibly do like I know for myself that when I changed up my office here and really made it the kind of room where I love to be where it like I'm so happy in here it because good. everything is where it should be and and it's clean and I've got my books behind me I've got my piano there you know I've got beautiful greenery on the wall it's like I want to be in here doing meaningful work and and on that note I want to say like if one of your goals, for example, is to go to the gym, um, something that I always saw was like when you're buying a gym membership, you can kind of get, get in. Okay. You can think that the most important thing about the gym membership is the price of the membership. And so you'll try to get the cheapest membership possible. Um, I would often say to people like, and I think that this is important for everyone. Like if you're going to a gym and it comes down to you saving $3 a week, and going to a gym that is cheaper over going to a gym that you might prefer to be at for an extra $3 a week, spend the $3 a week. You know, even if it's, uh, you know, extra five or or $6 a week, spend the extra money a week. If it's going to be buying you a gym membership to somewhere where you really know that you would be happy to go to, you know, don't settle for something that is just going to bite you in the foot. Um, so I just think it's so important for people to, to also, yeah, pick their environments and, and, and yeah. design their environments in a way that they're going to be happy moving through them. So you're building a relationship with this, with, you know, your room, right? Mm. For, for example, it's, it's a place that feels meaningful to you. Yes. You know, so that, that's got so much more powerful, so much, it's going to have so much more of an impact on you than just some random place, right? Yeah. Some messy bedroom. Hundred percent. And the same thing with your gym. Build a relationship with your gym. Get to know the people that go there. Mm. You know, all, all, all that sort of thing. Yeah, man. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I would frame that. I mean, it's that classic thing of like, uh, you know, um, an ordered house is an ordered psyche or a yeah. chaotic environment is a chaotic psyche. But I, I would frame that in terms of choice architecture is that when, so when you, I mean, and this is a kind of pre-commitment as well, is that like, because like our brains, human beings, right? We're evolved to be adapt to our environment, right? This mm. is what humans do with We're an absolutely amazing adaptive creature. And so we adapt to our environment. If you see the donuts, the, the brain sends you a signal saying there's donuts. Hey, donuts look good. Donuts are mm. right. It's the same thing. If you, if you are in your bedroom, right? If you've got, um, I don't know. How do you like to procrastinate, Simon? What, what's your go-to? <laughs> Man, like, I've video got so games many. Or? No, I've got so many procrastinations. What's look? Honestly, I'm uh, face, oh. e- even cleaning becomes a procrastination. You know, <laughs> like so. Oh, procrastinating. You know, yeah, procrastinating, or you know, I'll just yeah. find myself, you know, just walking around doing random things. I, I actually did recently delete um, YouTube from my phone and canceled my membership because this year I've spent so much time listening to YouTube. And at some point yeah. you have to say, well, is this now becoming a vice of mine, even though it's good because I'm learning things, right? And I'm seeping in that information into my mind. I noticed that it was becoming something where if there was a choice of me doing something difficult or just picking up my phone and listening to a YouTube video. Yeah. It's going to be the YouTube. So, you know, for me, it's been removing those distractions from my phone, totally. no Facebook app exactly. on my phone, no social media on my phone. It's just for calling people, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Put, you know, put the phone in the glove <clears throat> box of your car and lock your car. And, you know, so when, <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, if the first thing you see is, ah, oh, there's, there's my phone to scroll Facebook. There's my computer to play video games there's whatever other we uh you know maybe some gossip magazines or you know ways you can progress it your brain it's the same thing as like vending machines right if you go if they put coca-cola right at the top and and bottled water down the bottom more people buy coca-cola but if you put bottled Mm. water right up the top of coke down the bottom because it's it's triggers that habit cycle right the stimulus the triggers you know you have you have the cue craving routine and reward involved in every habit right so if you can just eliminate temptations out of your environment that's going to make a huge huge difference as well right just don't buy any junk food you won't eat any junk food right and don't don't you know even even if you if there's mcdonald's on the way to work and the golden arches kind of trigger you even if you have to spend an extra five minutes taking the long way to get to Mm. work right that could save you half an hour of coming home and going, Oh, I can't believe I ate McDonald's again. I'm such a failure. I'm such a loser. Why didn't yeah. I just give up? You know what I mean? So it's, it's worth properly be really honest and in properly invest the, the time, energy and effort. And it's, you know, you will absolutely get it back, get that investment back. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and calculate your calculate your investment as well. And also your rewards from that. I mean, you might be uh, balancing your score if you take a longer route because you're not going to spend five minutes going through the drive-through anyway. And if you calculate, let's say I spend $10 at McDonald's three times a week, you know, uh, for 50 weeks of the year, how much am I going to be saving? You know? And and then maybe you say, I might be able to take a holiday, (laughs) you know, like I might be able to have a celebration. Yeah. That's it. Or it could be five extra minutes of classic, 
practical stoic wisdom from Simon Drew that you get to absorb. And yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's not so bad taking an extra five minutes to get to work. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. But, I mean, uh, go on. There's, well, I think really it's about finding what works to you. I mean, we could talk all day about what yeah. works for us and what the, you know, I've, all the sciencey books about behavior says, but what works for you, right? Because you, the listener, are the person who is going to have to do this for yourself. No mm. one can do it for you. So take time to experiment with what process works to you or what emphasis or what point of focus really, really works for you, right? And, and then come and share your experience onto the Practical Stoic Facebook page. And, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm sure every one of these listeners here could have something to teach us. So let's yeah, keep man. this conversation going and, and that this is what the Practical Stoic Mastermind Facebook page is really for. Yeah, that's it, man. And I, lo- I, love, uh, I love how we've rounded this out by giving people an hour worth of great tips and, and, <laughs> and, and, and things to use for their goals and then, ah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, it's kind yeah, of intuitive, it's, yeah. right? Like, but, but it makes sense. It has to be something that's going to work to you uh, for you. And, and man, this has been so, so much fun. Um, so much good advice here. And I just really encourage people to, you know, if you haven't been taking notes, just what you should do after listening to this episode is try to think back and remember maybe the top three or four things that really stood out to you. That'll be useful for you and just try those, you know, see how you can use them in your life and, um, and, and see if you can use them to, you know, crush your goals in, uh, in 2021 and maybe make, maybe if everybody could get together and figure out how we want to be better in 2021, then we can make it at least 1% better than 2020 was. Now, Ashley, um, (laughs) you've got, uh, you've got a couple of workshops coming up or you've got a workshop coming up with your practicing Stoics in Perth. I, I do. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing a few things. I mean, especially because it's Christmas, this is, is a hard time. Even though it's a time of, of celebration, it is for some people uh, actually quite difficult. Uh, th- th- this is a quote. For many people, this time of year highlights aspects of our lives we don't necessarily like. Perhaps unfavorable habits, the loss of a loved one, or the grief of missed opportunities and broken relationships. As coping mechanisms like alcohol, drug use, or avoidance exacerbate our problems, Christmas may not be pleasurable, but intensely painful. So, uh, not to bring the vibe down or anything, but my, my point there is, um, uh, you know, this Christmas is about giving, right? So reach out to some people because not everyone will be celebrating, mm. and uh, that's why I've, I'm doing many events. Uh, over Christmas just to try and try and reach I call it like I'm doing an orphan Christmas party on the 24th for people who are without families or alone and, and that sort of thing that's awesome man. trying to end yeah because social isolation it's it's a definite it's a big thing in our culture is social isolation and you know we've, we've got a lot to celebrate at the end of this year look, looking forward to next so and yeah the 30th is when we're doing the intention the new year's intention commitment ceremony so there's still if you're in perth western australia great most isolated capital city in the world then you definitely gonna need to spend some time with with some good people who will support and encourage your habits so tickets are available and and of course even if you're feeling pretty confident about your habits or that you know you think you you're just going to stick with things like you know even just to be there to support the other people who are there, even that is 
it's, it's worth coming just for that, right? Because, you know, you, you'll feel good about, about being there for other people. So, yeah, uh, the group's called Habits for Happiness and the Choice to Live Well. You can look us up on Facebook. There's Perth Practicing Stoics as well. And, of course, uh, for the wider audience, you, you'll see me on the Practical Mastermind Stoic Facebook page. Heck, yeah. Well, Ash, thanks so much, man. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate yeah, your no wisdom and, and uh, many more times to come. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd call it wisdom, but... Yeah, we'll you know, do our best. <laughs> it, when people say I'm wise, I don't know, it always throws me off, you know. <laughs> awesome, wisdom man. is not knowing. <laughs> great, yeah. Well, see you soon and Merry Christmas to to all, all the listeners out there. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to you to spending 2021 with you and, and sharing the support and growing and building and practicing and doing all those things together next year. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practical Stoic Podcast. If you'd like to sign up for email updates, join my Patreon meetup groups that we hold weekly, or if you'd like to offer feedback or suggestions for future guests or topics on the show, then you can head to simonjedrew.com. There you'll also find information about how we can work one-on-one together with my alignment coaching, based around the philosophical principles found in Stoicism. Finally, if you are on Facebook, then I'd love to see you in our group, The Practical Stoic Mastermind. But hey, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next time.